Good morning. Thanks for joining us at Next Level Church Online. My name is Joseph McMurray, and I'm the teaching pastor here at Next Level Church. I hope that you were able to have a great Thanksgiving celebration this week. For me, Thanksgiving this week was a time of togetherness with family, and it was a reminder of all of the reasons I have to be thankful. Freedom, family, food, football, and this year, international football, with the World Cup being played at a different time than usual. But in all seriousness, I have so much for which to be thankful. I don't ever want to take it for granted. And as quickly as I can think of reasons that I have to be thankful, I'm reminded that there are many who struggle with this time of year for any number of reasons. Loss of loved ones, financial struggles, loneliness, relationship strain. The stressors are endless. So as I reflect on Thanksgiving, I wondered if there could be a common denominator. If you're a follower of Jesus, whether you feel like things are going your way or, or you feel like life is pretty much kicking your rear end right now, there is something that we can all be thankful for, and it is this. We have access to the Scriptures. The written Word of God is at our disposal either in print or on a mobile device. And the reality is that if you feel like life is going really well, you need the scriptures in your life. And if you feel like life is going really bad, you need the scriptures in your life. The Bible has within its pages the keys to a life of joy and peace and fulfillment. No matter what your title is or how many contacts you have in your phone or, or how many zeros are at the end of the number on your bank balance. Life in Christ is something to be thankful for. So here's a random question. Has anyone ever been geocaching? You're like, wow, that really was a random question. Have you ever been geocaching? Have you ever even heard of geocaching? Geocaching is an outdoor recreational activity in which participants use a GPS or a mobile device and other navigational techniques to hide and seek containers called geocaches or caches. And they hide them at specific locations marked by coordinates. And these caches are hidden literally all over the world. Years ago, I had a friend who was huge into geocaching. Like, when I say he was into geocaching, I mean he was into geocaching. Everywhere he went, everywhere his family went on vacation, everywhere they went out to dinner, he would locate a geocache. He and his family would go out just for the expressed purpose of geocaching on a Saturday afternoon. Everywhere they went, they discovered literally thousands of geocaches all over the country. When I first learned about geocaching, this sort of um, GPS hide and seek, my, my first thought was, okay, this is really interesting. Now, let me back up and be honest. My first thought was, man, these people are dorks. But my second first thought was, this is 
this is really interesting. So I decided to give it a shot. I downloaded an app on my phone, and you can find the same app at geocaching.com. I downloaded the app on my phone, and, and I went out, and I started finding these geocaches all over the place. I started out near my house, and then I, I branched out, and, and it got to the point where when I was traveling or when I was, when I was working away from home, I, I, would, I would find a geocache. And pretty soon, my boys got into it with me as well. Now, I don't know whether they really enjoyed it or if they just got dragged along, but they did it, and we found geocaches together, and we found them all over the place. When we would go visit Mimi and Pawpaw, or when we would go visit Grandma and Grandpa, we'd go out and find geocache. And it was a cool experience to have together. There was some adventure in it because some people will leave um, trinkets or tokens in their geocache. And so it becomes this, this fun game of let's see what we can find and then we'll replace what we find with something else and a note, etc., etc. Whatever Whatever stash someone had left behind in a box, we would replace that with what we had brought as well. And it was always an adventure. So even today, if you're looking for something cheap and easy to do with your kids, geocaching is it. Now, there are some, like this friend that I described, who, who continued to pursue geocaching, and it really became a passion for him and his family. And I'll be honest with you, my interest in geocaching diminished pretty quickly. It was, it was fun, but I have trouble finding time to do it. And, and because it isn't the first thing that I think of, I don't go looking for geocaches in every parking lot and every store that I go to. And I, I, I totally could. I mean, it's, it's there. But since it's not ingrained in me, I haven't made it a habit. I just don't. I found that I started searching for geocaches less and less and less to the point that now I will very rarely look for a geocache. And when I say I will very rarely look for a geocache, I'm telling you it has literally been years since I have gone in search of a geocache. As I was writing this, I was, I was surprised to learn just this week that there is a cache in my neighborhood and someone just logged a find of that cache two days ago. People are still geocaching. This is a thing. And like anything else, with geocaching, you have to continue to participate and do it if it's going to become part of your life, if it's going to be something that you can really enjoy. Now, hang with me, because I think... That for a lot of us, we often approach the Bible the same way I have approached geocaching. We, we find it interesting, and we go through phases where, phases where we are really dependent upon what the Scripture says, and we want to know more and more. And, and we might find some very helpful passages that just seem to speak to whatever situation we're going through at the time. It's amazing how God shows up for us in those times through the scriptures. But then as 
other factors of our life start to pull us away and take up our time, we find ourselves opening God's written word less and less and less. And eventually we get to the point where if we're opening the Bible at all, it's because someone else like a pastor or a teacher has led us to that point. While we may certainly enjoy what we're hearing from others, it's not the same as when we are finding the truth of the scriptures on our own. The Bible is powerful. It contains the keys to living a life of joy and purpose. And today, I want to share with you a verse of scripture that I hope will encourage you to live with thanksgiving, not just because of the holiday, but because of the joy that is found in living in Christ. Let's look together at Philippians chapter 4 and just verses 6 and 7. It says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So Philippians is one of the letters that, that the Apostle Paul wrote to his friends while he was in prison for his faith. It's a letter written to a group of believers that he loved and, and who loved him and, and who had supported him in many ways, including financially. Paul reminds the Philippians to stand strong in their suffering. And, and the only way to do that is through Christ in us, in our life, in our mind, as our goal and as our strength in our suffering, to be in Christ. The major theme of the, the letter, not just these two verses, but the entire letter of Philippians is joy and rejoicing. He, he says in, in, verse, uh, in chapter 3, verse 1, rejoice in the Lord. In verse 4, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Paul also expressed his thankfulness for these believers and for their support for him through this letter. Now, throughout his writings, Philippians and otherwise, Paul constantly reminds believers to be thankful in all circumstances. And I know you may hear that and go, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I be thankful in all circumstances? If things are not going my way, what reason do I have to be thankful and I would offer you this, that regardless of the circumstances of your life, you can be thankful because of your relationship with God through Jesus. You can be thankful because of the gospel. The reason Paul was constantly uh, reminding believers to be thankful was that because he was remi constantly reminding them of the gospel, Constantly reminding them that even though they didn't deserve it, even though you and I don't deserve it, God has made a way for us to be reunited in relationship with him by allowing his son Jesus to die a sacrificial death in our place. That by believing in him, we could have not just everlasting life, but relationship with God, a restored whole relationship. Because of the gospel, we can always live with thanksgiving. An easy way to remember this passage, this Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, is really just to summarize it into these couple of phrases. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. 
It's easy to say that, but, but hard to do sometimes. I think that's why Paul put these two key words right in the middle of the verse. He says, with thanksgiving. It reminds us that no matter what is causing our worry, no matter what's causing our anxiety, we can still live with thanksgiving in our hearts. No matter how deep our pain is, the gospel gives us a reason to live with thanksgiving. Now, like the good Baptist that I am, this morning I want to share with you three things that are ours when we live with thanksgiving. The first is God's power for life. Paul says, be anxious for nothing. Does that mean that we're never going to have anxiety? No. We will experience anxiety. We will be anxious. But Paul reminds us that only someone who truly knows Jesus knows that you really don't have to worry about anything because we have God's power. We have all of God's power available to us, power to sustain us, power to comfort us, power to strengthen us, power to care for us. It is that power that walks us through those difficult times. Living with thanksgiving means that we are thankful for the gospel. We're thankful for our salvation. It means that the very moment we gave our lives to Christ, the Holy Spirit took up residence within us, giving us all the power that we need to face every circumstance in life. Now, now listen, don't misunderstand me. Don't, don't hear me saying that if you know Jesus, everything is easy. That's not true. But if you know Jesus and you have the Spirit of God living inside you, you can make it through whatever situation you are in by the power and the presence of God in your life to strengthen you, to comfort you, to walk with you through whatever circumstance you're in. Second, living with thanksgiving gives us God's perspective on life. Paul says, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We can bring anything and everything to God with thankful hearts, trusting that he is at work in ways that we can't even see or comprehend. I'm reminded of the space between the end of what we call the Old Testament and page one of what we call the New Testament. There were 400 years of silence for the Jewish people. 400 years between the end of Malachi and the beginning of Matthews, in which it seemed as though God had disappeared. But the reality was he was at work setting up the coming of the Messiah. Sometimes it feels like we, we can't understand or, or know what God is doing and it feels like he's silent, but his perspective tells us that we can be thankful in all circumstances. We can be thankful. Now we have the, the New Testament scriptures in which God speaks to those who would believe in Jesus. He tells us in Romans chapter 8, 28, through the, the pen of Paul, we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. 
We can be thankful for, for the Proverbs, like, like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. Submit to him and he will make your paths straight. We can be thankful for promises like Isaiah 55. God tells us, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. We may not always understand what God is up to, but understand God is up to something in your life, in my life, in the lives of those around us. We can be thankful that God is at work, even when we can't see it. And when we live with that thanksgiving, it gives us God's perspective. Living with thanksgiving gives us God's perspective on life. And third, living with thanksgiving gives us God's peace in life. Paul writes, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding. So many people are living without peace in their life. So many people are looking for peace. Friends, we know where to find it. We know where to find peace. It's found in a relationship with Jesus. Living with thanksgiving and all that God has done for us brings us that perfect peace. It's not easy for us to understand. In fact, Paul says it surpasses all understanding. But we can completely trust in God to guard our heart and our mind. Living with thanksgiving leads us to the peace of God. Now, Today, you, you have, you've heard a brief message from the scriptures about living with thanksgiving, and I hope that it is encouraging to you. But more than anything, I hope it encourages you to, to lean into picking up the Bible and studying the scriptures for yourself. Because don't miss this, just like my experience with geocaching, if you don't continue to pursue it, you're likely to lose interest. And when we lose interest in what God's word says, then we miss out on words of encouragement and joy and peace. I've said it many times over the years, and I'll continue to say that your understanding of God's will for your life is directly related to God's word in your life. Based upon what we have read today, my prayer is that you may live with thanksgiving, not just because of a holiday, but because of the gospel and your salvation. And in living with thanksgiving, that you may experience God's power for life, that you may have God's perspective for life, and that you may enjoy God's peace in life. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for um, your word. I thank you for the scriptures, that we have direct access, that we have no fear of holding on to this book and, and opening it and, and finding within it the words of life. God, I pray that you would place a desire in all of our hearts to, to be people who pursue you through your written word, 
that we might understand you better, that we might understand your love better, that we might understand what it is that you would have us do in this life as we rub shoulders with the world around us and as we seek to, make, uh, to raise the reputation of Jesus where we live, work, and play. God, make us people who pursue you through your word, not just when someone else says, open your Bibles to Philippians chapter four, but that it would be uh, a daily pursuit in our lives that we would find um, this life of thanksgiving that, that leads us to, to your power and your perspective and your peace. Bless us, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us today online uh, here at Next Level Church. Please be sure to, to like and, and subscribe. And, and if you would like to join us in supporting the ministries of Next Level Church, we would certainly appreciate your gifts by going to nextlevelchurch.org slash give. And as we wrap up today, I just wanna pray uh, words of benediction over you. And now may the one who will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, may he also give you his power, his perspective, and his peace as you live with thanksgiving on this day and every day. God bless you.